Warning, this chapter of Distance Nerding was recorded live, which means there may be strong language, unsuitable for children, and unusual humor, which may be unsuitable for everyone who claims to be human. Parental discretion is advised. All right, guys, uh, it is now time for us to get into some breakdown. Break it down! All right. The production value keeps going up and up. Like the tacos that people are buying us, we know where it's going, and you can tell. That's amazing. I know, right? <laughs> Mandalorian, Mandalorian season three, episode one, chapter 17, the apostate. The Mandalorian season three picks up sometime after the events of the book of Boba Fett, setting Din Djarin on a path of redemption. He has committed the sin of removing his helmet in the presence of another explaining why the mandalorian season three episode one is called the apostate right because he's an apostate at this point which yeah. i didn't know was a word until this episode. <laughs> uh one who has been excommunicated sir thank they you they say it a lot thank you google Dragon age games so. <laughs> yeah yeah all right initial thoughts what, what did you and by the way we should throw up some kind of spoiler thing even though there's not it was a good episode but not a lot to spoil spoil no worries no worries let me uh let me throw up the spoiler real quick We got to cut that by like two spoiler alerts. It's just <laughs> a little too long spoiler. Alert. I, yeah, oh, I zoned man. out there, Finn. So okay, it's okay. In the alert, I became the alert. Right. <laughs> so initial thoughts: How excited were you coming into uh, or coming out of season two, coming out of Book of Boba, going into season three of Mandalorian? Well, were you excited? Were you hyped? Were you? I was excited. I'm. I love. I've loved it since it started. Watched it religiously. I'm pretty religiously. sure I'm a Mandalorian <laughs> now. Um, like death watch religiously do you take no, your helmet no, off to watch no, this? no i'm totally bo-katan i'm like on the bo-katan thing you don't you don't need a helmet why mm -hmm. would you need a helmet i mean am i going to hide this hair in a helmet right? no 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 so i'm definitely on the boat can't have my helmet banging on this throne behind me come on now right i mean sabine does it all the time so yeah sabine i love sabine I mean, she's <laughs> like one of my favorites she's actually i would say probably my favorite character in rebels so um and i just we just started to see rebels so i'm now i know her is. So I'm oh, like yeah. super excited about that now too. I'm like, oh, Thrawn, yeah, that's great. Um, Isn't he completely terrifying in the, in his delivery on everything? Is deliciously evil. He is, and I mean that. Like he is. It's like he's so soft spoken and he says so words, but you know he gonna fuck you up. He is everything I wanted Thrawn to be. Uh, yeah, in 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 in, a, in like just any media version of that character because he's I, always been a book character, right? So it's yeah. like seeing him in in some type of media where he gets to speak the way that he delivers the lines is mm -hmm. terrifying right it's like just it's just so now. chilling yes and he doesn't like he really doesn't change his vocal range that much so mm -hmm. it's really just the sound of his voice yeah. and, and how they animate him and he's completely calculating everything yeah. he does and, and speaking he... of calculating calculate your <laughs> your initial rating or hypeness going into season three of the mandalorian since that's what we're talking about okay so <laughs> my hypeness is I was probably like before Last of Us, I would say it was 10 of 10, like 10 Mandalorian helmets out of 10 completely va vaporized razor dust. Oh, I 
mean, honestly, goodness. yeah, I mean, I was that excited. But then I like, so then I started watching The Last of Us, and I was like, oh, it's 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 father, it's baby, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, mm-hmm. it's that's, and so I think I was like, okay, I've got I've gotten my baby, you know, I, I'm getting used to this Pedro, and I like it, it's cool. And then it was like, oh, Mandalorian starting, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm super hyped about it. So I would say it was probably it probably went down to a nine though after Last of Us, like just seeing him in Last of Us. So because you got your fill of Pedro. No, I didn't get my fill, but I got like my, I'd been missing Grogu and Mando. And then you kind of see the actor who voices and sometimes does Mando in another situation (laughs) where he's having to protect um, a very important child. And he, you know, he is losing his sanity almost at at times because he feels like he's going to fail. And I think that there are a lot of parallels between them. And so when I saw it, I mean, it did hype me up more, but I was like, man, is this, is this too much? Pedro? Is it going to be too much? Then I saw the episode and I went, no, it's never going to be enough Pedro. I must have Pedro all the time. This is, he is father and baby. He is both. Right. My, my hype level was high for this because I always mm-hmm. have uh, uh, great expectations for what the Mandalorian is going to be and I wasn't disappointed at all. Like just, it, it definitely wasn't as long as I would have wanted it to be. I definitely wanted a little more, but at the same time, everything that happened in this episode was you know, exactly what, what you want out of a, out of a season yeah. opener right um from you know the swerve at the very beginning of the show to um you it know, was a swerve it was a complete swerve uh but like the swerve at the very beginning to you know kind of just the 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 the, the lengths that they go because there actually is a lot that happens in, in that first episode you know he does mm-hmm. go see bo he does go to navarro and, and you see that whole thing right there navarro uh, right navarro. Uh, uh, sh- shout out to our second episode ever uh does young phil have a planet named after him <laughs> exactly right <laughs> is there a foray sector of the universe no no there's not but uh let's well, get into these well, we'll, I'm in we'll get into easter eggs. for my own land so. i was gonna say before we get into easter eggs james what was your uh what was your initial reaction what was your were you hyped i love me some mando mm-hmm. i'll be honest and you know i'm i'm loving um last of us and to be honest i wasn't as hype on um and or as everybody else was so oh. i think me looking at star wars i kind of like this family oriented version of star wars so i was 10 10 for 10 10 knee rocket to 10 <laughs> um little chain mail armors for a baby Aww. So I was super into this. I was super into this. Yeah, the only um, thing I really thought, like, I was like, it was just short. To me, it just yeah, ended too quickly. Yeah. I think it was, that was 37 it. minutes total. Yeah. yeah. Which for a Mandalorian episode is kind of short. But I mean, you know, again, we have an entire, what, like two months worth of episodes that we're going to be watching here. So. Well, I'll tell you why it felt short. Because this episode was like Mandalorian's greatest hits, mm-hmm. where he did a bunch of different things that were kind of connected, but right. weren't connected just to, it was like listening to a greatest hits album where it's like okay do the thing where you come in and save everybody with 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 a ship done show baby grogu done uh show show um some pirates or bad guys. yeah show show <laughs> yeah. grief you know go go look at go hang out with bo-katan okay great it's like they did all these little pockets of things you know go do the whole armor thing and the pounding and the this is the way make sure you say this is the way okay oh, good God. Yeah. the shade bo-katan though man oh that's that, 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 that scene the shade oh, oh yeah what about what 
what about the armorer throwing wig shade? Looks yeah. So good. But but I mean like not, like yes, the armorer does throw some shade at him, but the shade that Bo-Katan throws at him was like genuine anger, mm -hmm. you cool. know. And oh, that you could just, tell. Yeah. She was like, "Get the hell out of my throne room, you motherfucker." I mean, uh, she really way, was. By the way, I got to throw this out there. Graveyard just popped in the chat right after I just read his email, which is hilarious. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I mean, that was it. I really, this is the first time that we come back to Mando, like the first season and the second season, both episode ones, uh, Mando was on the back foot. Yeah. He was, he was behind and having catch up. And this is the first time we've seen him actually ahead of the game. Like he's not on the back foot. He's like, look, I'm going to come and save you. Yeah. I know I'm an apostate and I'm going to change that. And I have a plan. And so he, it, it's like we didn't. So instead of it being, he was on the back foot, mm -hmm. they just introduced all the characters that are going to be important this season. He right. went to Greek. He went to Bo. He, the armorer. So, you know, the Mandos are going to be in it. And he's got, you know, Grogu and he was teaching him how to fly a ship. So, I mean, it's showing that he's not on the back of the door. He has a lot of options and he's choosing to do this. And so, and, and that to me, I think is a new twist on a season for me. I will say this though, by the end of the episode, maybe it's just expectations, you know, like nothing lives up to your expectations. I wasn't as hyped for um, the rest of the season of Mando based on this episode, only because they set up the premise and you know the 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 whole journey that he's going to do is to go take a bath, you know, yeah. on the floor. <laughs> Like Basically. that's it, not like I saving a baby. It, I think it's gonna be. I think that's what he's initially thinking he's going to do. But I really think his mission is to take a bath. Yeah, after he takes the bath, which right. come on, if he's a chain been in Lufa, that armor, right? Oh, he's stinky. But right. um, I think chain it's gonna Lufa. be to unite all of the Mandalorians. However, that is unite under him, unite under both, unite oh. under somebody else. There yeah. may be a Phantom Mandalorian that's gonna take over that we don't even know about yet. And that's the cool thing about the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah the, the scene that. we're looking at right now is exactly what you're saying. You know, there yeah. this is a scene on whatever planet or moon that they were on with with the big huge alligator, you know. Yeah. The, they may be in Florida. Who knows? This right. may be oh, a cave in Florida. Oh, hold on, sir. We are joined by hey. a rogue graveyard. Mostly. Hello. Mostly. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello, graveyard. graveyard. What are your thoughts on Mandalorian? We got your sarcastic email <laughs> it wasn't sarcastic it was is from the heart you're, you're being sarcastic he about being sarcastic his love to you and you rejected him <laughs> i'm used to it That's this good. is the way this, this is, is the way. way all right let's get into we're talking some mando have you seen mando yes all okay. right yeah let's get into these easter eggs man okay um and it's appropriate because you... easter is coming up exactly <laughs> oh catholic we're all catholic um you know how they do that new opening scene yeah. with the different mm -hmm. helmets this one kind of like marvel how Marvel's like doing their intro screen mm -hmm. and it's always catered to like that specific movie or you yeah. know IP. They did that for, for Mando. So it was yeah, all so Mandalorian cool. besides Darth Vader. Yeah. It was all Mandalorian helmets. So it was like um, R2, um, Fennec Shand, um, Imperial TIE Fighter Pilot, Bo-Katan, IG-11, a Scout Trooper, um, the Armorer, and then of course Din Jaren 
himself. So I yeah. thought that's kind of cool that like, oh, that okay. was a really cool touch. And I'm glad yeah. that they're doing little things like that. Because to me, that's fan service. Yeah. And that's and it, like the coolest fan service. Yeah, you can it, do. it relates it more to what you're watching. And, and it kind of like, you know, kind of it's one of those things that is meant to hype you up even more, you know, and it, they can do it with this show because there's a lot of helmets. I don't oh, I mean, yeah. I don't think if they tried to do it for Andor and suddenly you're seeing all these people's faces, that's gonna be creepy. It's gonna be really creepy and uncanny valley. And it's just weird. So that's why they always do droids in uh um and, and in helmets. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Do you guys feel this is any different than the chalkboard in The Simpsons, though? It's why to me it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's, really what it is. Yeah, it, it, it really, really is. feels like it's just a uh it's a once glimpse and Easter egg hunt at this point. Fine. To me, it's it you're phrased right. It is fan service, and you're trying to then pick out all these helmets. I think right. it's also something fun that you can be like, Oh my god, this is so cute. I love Star Wars, and they did this. This is awesome. And then you kind of just like bond. Like you're like, okay, that was great. Now what's going on? You know, so it I just skip intro. <laughs> <laughs> what's so wrong with rude. this industry, Graveyard? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all right, let's get us watch e the credits, do you? <laughs> oh my god, I can't deal with you right now. Since Graves missing it all, let's give him the Easter eggs that he missed from fast forwarding <laughs> and not paying attention. <laughs> Oh, combing God. his beard. I don't. I don't know what he does. Writing oh my God. when they told sarcastic us emails. Everything that was gonna happen in the episode in the beginning, like like everything that was gonna happen. It wasn't even the episode. I think they didn't they tease some like stuff for like the mid season stuff. Oh my God, that was fantastic. I can't believe anybody would skip that. Not really. Yeah. Oh my God, it's the second time I got used to. That. Oh man. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about this mythosaur skull that uh that we see when the when when the uh the armor is uh is showing up at this in this opening scene here yeah yeah little, she little she has a whole skull a, of yeah. like a mythosaur skull like i don't know if it's life-size i don't know how big a mythosaur was but it's like does that mean a beskar like the whole thing is about like we don't have much beskar and you got a you got a wall decoration of a mythosaur i think that's Just a chilling? passed down from generations type of thing more than likely it probably yeah. is and i think that's like worst case scenario if you're really out of beskar then you melt yeah. that down and you mm -hmm. turn it into armor um i mean because mythosaurs are supposed to be giant like yeah. these things are supposed to dwarf rancors mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's mm -hmm. probably just an emblem and it's just the emblem of hey we're mandalorians this is our it's our, like the symbol of, of mandalore yeah. right it's it's their clan banner it is their ingram it is their whatever you want to call it what yeah. you know if you get your your seal your your clan of your heritage you right this guy just finished playing destiny because he just <laughs> mouthed <up. laughs> all kinds of destiny lingo right there it's, it's your clan banner it's it's uh it's your <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's, yeah. it's it's your it's your family seal, your your yeah. family, your crest. Yeah. Well, well yeah, that's, like, that's how I view it. Not necessarily that, because remember, uh, uh, even like like Boba's or uh, Jango's family wasn't a part of uh, Death Watch, right? Mm -hmm. and it's it's uh, the the Mythosaur itself. Um, I think that's for it, like all of Mandalore, right? Because it's supposed to be the creature that Mandalore himself wrote. Uh, wrote. Like Mandalore yes. great wrote a Mythosaur, exactly. Mm -hmm. But as the scene keeps going, we did see the. Uh, sigil of clan visla right one of the flags that came walking by along with some of the death death watch guys mm -hmm. so that kid was getting i guess sworn in to death watch it's probably oh. like a uh almost like a, a bar bar mitzvah or bot mitzvah quinceanera. Quinceanera. <laughs> mandalorian quinceanera that's the name um, of the episode mandalorian quinceanera oh my 
my God, that's happening that's <laughs> that's right, right now. Um, but no, I mean, it is like that. It's like a, a rite of passage. Like mm-hmm. he's becoming a man and that's why he has to keep the helmet on all the time. So oh, when you're so a kid, good. you don't have to, but now you're taking the responsibility. That's how I saw it. And so I think the important part of it was that he didn't finish his vow to never remove his helmet. Well, I remember, think that's where this is going. Right. Re- remember um, th- th- what they were really showing was the vow from like the beginning on out. Right. Because it's, you know, um, number one, you it, like this is this is the ceremony where you become a Mandalorian. And remember in, in the yeah. first series uh, season, you know, foundlings are the future. Right. Mm-hmm. So this kid is definitely a foundling. Mm-hmm. This kid is definitely uh, kind of, you know, now getting his first piece of piece of armor so that he can kind of grow in his journey as a Mandalorian. Yeah, totally. But I it's can't a wait until we yeah. see Grogu's. That's going to be oh, so yeah. cute. Like I mentioned, I mentioned the swerve, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody here. And if you say otherwise, you're lying. No one here didn't think that that was Din as a kid. Right. You're a liar. We all 100% thought that this was (laughs) Din Karen graduating into becoming, becoming, you know, a full-fledged Mandalorian. And then the whole, you know, crocodile Florida man monster thing that pops up, you know, (laughs) you know, like we weren't expecting. That's the crocodile on Batsos. Oh yeah, absolutely. But like we weren't expecting that this Naboo fighter was going to come in and just obliterate this thing. And it's like, wait, mm-hmm. that wasn't Din? That's Din with the, the swerve. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. But, you you know, Frey, I think you'd hit something. I think this is a foreshadow mm-hmm. of what Grogu's going to do, whether it's this season or next season. But, yeah, I think I think this is it. This is the setup. Oh, that's so good. Um, do you think it's a foreshadow or just think this is this is the oath that, that Jin, Jin took that, that, that he broke? Like, this is saying this is the oath he took and this is the oath he broke. Do come full circle I, I or the oath that he'll have to retake or something like right that. yeah yeah i think that i think we'll see bro go through it now whether he but does it or not speak, so how does he how does he take the oh, oath unless you didn't unless, hear what favreau said and for oh, he's gonna speak this season yeah well they also said there's no end to this show either yeah so, so i mean there's not they don't have an end plan but no. i do see that that being something because as grogu becomes more um enveloped in the mandalorian doctrine i think he's gonna do it i think he will i don't know if he'll complete it i I don't know if he'll have that crisis of you know should i do this should i not and i think ben's going to be part of that this season i think is going to be really a growing season for den and grogu not just them getting closer but how do we want to impact not just our race but all races because they're different and they've got this little jedi and he is a little jedi (laughs) he's got the power and so i i do think that we'll see that i don't know if it'll be this season i just think the interruption of the greed that they were t- you know that they were doing i think that is telling that the death watch may not survive right right all right let's get let's keep going because i think there's some there's some uh canonizing that's been happening so um are you gonna talk about the whales? no, no we're not gonna, we're, we'll get there we'll get to the pergs <laughs> yeah. we'll get to the pergles but um the glassing so you know how mando had that piece of of glass mm-hmm. and that's part of what um happened in in the extended universe is that um you know the empire bombed right mandalore and now like it's uninhabitable and it's glass so right. they brought that into canon now they did mention it before because she does mention the night 
of uh, the, the night of broken glass, which is yeah. supposed to be what that is. Mm -hmm. I thought it was it wasn't. I thought it was called in the night of a thousand sorrows. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this: If we're talking EU, do we think we'll see Boba become the head Mando? I don't know. I don't and think so. the thing is, I, I think, I don't think so. I think that they've gone a different route in having Boba become uh, uh, the leader of um, Tatooine. You don't think that's a stepping stone to the head of Mando? I don't I think he's going that route. As much as it would be cool to see Boba Boba Fett go that route, I think I think Din Jaren is going to be yeah. that character. I think Din Jaren is going to become Mandalore. Do you I think, think it'll they... end that way versus what we think how Rogue One ended? Let I me mean, answer it... that. Let <laughs> let me answer that. So the inscription that they brought in on that piece of glass um, is in Arabesh, right? Right. But if you translate it, no, it's in it's in the Mandalorian, like the whatever they call it, Manco or whatever. I can't remember what they call it, but it is actually in the Mandalorian. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, New rock stars talk about that. But it's a passage from the Bible, really? yeah, from Exodus. Yeah. And and so it's all about Moses um, coming to save you know the Jews that were enslaved and getting them out, right? So in a way, like, are they foreshadowing? that Mando will be the Moses and bring right. all these Mandalorians together and get them out of hiding and bring them back to some kind of promised land that may be Mandalore itself. So you you think that he is the chosen one to bring the nomads that have been scattered across the universe together back into the Mandalorian land and create, establish a new settlement that's a, yeah. that's a homestead. He's, he's going to do, he, and, and I mean again this is almost foreshadowing but I think that he is going to, this is why I think he becomes Mandalore. He is going to to do what Mandalore the uh, Mandalore the, the the Great did. Mandalore the Great, his claim to fame really was uh, unifying all the different tribes of the man of of, of, mm -hmm. man of the different Mandalorians, and, and he holds the dark. Oh yeah, but uh, but as also establishing uh, a, a planet for them because when Mandalore the Great was that they were they were nomads yeah. when Mandalore the Great became his thing, and they established themselves on an uninhabited planet, which is now Mandalore. Mm -hmm. Right. <gasps> what if Navar? becomes the new Mandalore. That would be cool too. But like, what I'm what I'm going more at is that, and, and, and I'm sure you guys all get what I'm get coming at. But I think that again, he, be, he he's gonna he's gonna parallel the original Mandalore the Great and be the new Mandalore the Great by uh, taking all these different tribes of the Mandalorians and bringing them together. Um, which what uh, what where I get really interested in this is does he end up forsaking the, uh, the, the forsaking Death Watch and does he eradicate Death Watch? Or does he find a way to fold them in? Well, the question is, does he does he keep the zealots versus the the heathens essentially? Right. right? Part of I, I can answer that, but it's also part of my prediction of what happens. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, I'm gonna say that I think by the end of the season, uh, we're gonna find out that the mythosaurs that there is still a mythosaur around, and that Din Djarin's gonna ride it. And, and again, that would be more like prophecy, right? Yeah. That that Din Djarin is destined to lead Mandalore because if he has the dark saber and he rides the uh the mythosaur you know he is he's essentially jesus at this point he's yeah. he's a reincarnation of mandalore the great yeah and prophecies are a tricky thing yeah. they don't always work out the way you want i mean Tyrion's right they're gonna bite your prick i mean is, that's what's gonna happen so is, i don't think there's actually a prophecy though like i don't think there's a prophecy of the return of mandalore the great i think he's just paralleling yeah Mandalore the great and that's what's gonna help him get more mandalorians to follow him is because i hope that's yeah. the way that they go and i hope that it's not oh they're you know suddenly they'll find in some of the glass you know oh there's this prophecy i don't yeah, want that i, I don't, don't want that i think that they, they've done that they've done that with the skywalkers it's been done let's move on from i only talk about that 
never happened. Never happened. <laughs> Speaking of moving on, let's move on to some purgles. Yes. So let's talk about oh, these purgles. This is kind of a big deal. So you're on season three of Star Wars Rebels. So you I haven't finished. I haven't finished, but I already know the ending because I'm everywhere. Right. And um, yeah, so I already know that Thrawn and Ezra do their thing and go into the unknown regions with the purgles. And that's so they can save the rest of the rebels. Exactly. You know, I think this is a bit of foreshadowing. You know, this is Dave Filoni putting in, you know, a little Easter egg that'll pay off down the road. Right. And, I think and, it's going to pay off in Ahsoka. I think that's when we're oh, yeah. really going to start seeing yeah. stuff is Ahsoka well, when it comes didn't, to Thrawn and that. Didn't, they, didn't Farrell just say this week that Ahsoka is the, the linchpin to all of this? Yeah. Like that it's the jumping point for the rest of the series. But they yeah, also that it, said that, that Ahsoka is going to be um, a standalone thing. Yeah. She's going to connect it all together, but she's not going to interact with the other shows right so all the like threads that'll be put in the different shows will pay off in her show but she won't and i think at some point she will i think there's gonna be a point where all the shows come together and and i it may be the after ahsoka's over like after that show is over and they come together like that but i do think that that's gonna that it, eventually they're gonna mm -hmm. does grogu talk to animals no that's ezra that talks to animals well yeah. i mean that's a force ability so technically grogu could do that we don't know how many people have that ability probably because it wasn't used that much and mm -hmm. since um ezra wasn't traditionally trained and technically neither was grogu this could be something that it's like you know remember battle meditation when they introduced that in uh in uh, coder yeah. yeah um nobody had ever heard of that yeah coder knights of the old republic knights of the old yeah. republic. well and, i mean in the eu jason was able to do that too. yeah so i mean it's not yes. unheard of i just think it's it's not a force power that's used that much because the Clone Wars Jedi were more about battle and less about understanding the force and what like and communications and what you can do around that. Gotcha. So, okay. Yeah. Cool. That makes sense. Yes. Anyway, I think I think this is just foreshadowing for Ahsoka or something. Whether Grogu is a part of that or not, I think it's just Dave Filoni being like, "Hey, can, special effects team, can you just put a pergola or two in the background?" Yeah, I was so cool. Too. Just so, just for the, the nerds, do it for the nerds. Yeah. Right. Yeah, especially, exactly. especially like already going through hyperspace and we know that hyperspace was designed to to mimic purgles right so i mean like yeah. that's that's kind of the cool thing is you get that little easter egg but then it i i think it does kind of it's it's the way that we're gonna go ahead like i i honestly think that we are gonna see a uh, at least one rebels character within this or there's gonna be mention of sabine at some point in this if they're yeah. if we're going like deep like, callbacks yeah. right or, or not even seeing sabine, uh, sabine like maybe we'll see clan Ren. yeah that's what i was gonna say is i'm betting yeah. we'll see somebody from clan Ren. yeah and and we might see like a them talking to Sabine or something like just like a, an image and then it gets off the screen because somebody's talking to them. you know what I mean like it may be gotcha. something like that or maybe like the start of an episode is literally like you know uh the Ren family going through something like earlier on uh within like you know the Mandalorian storyline uh and Sabine is like a child yeah yeah maybe 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 all right let's keep going um <laughs> going back to Navarro because that's yeah, what we James do. always wants to talk about the planets that are named after him. that's my last name <laughs> <laughs> Uh, since we're back on Navarro, what do you guys think of that whole IG-11, the whole statue thing? Um, and going that back to insane. like... How is IG-11's body still uh, recoverable after being blown up by, uh, hey. by, 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 uh, by a thermal detonator in his chest? Like half of his body... If, if the Death Star can fall into two pieces into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know what? That's true. That's true. Oh my God. Because in the movies, it was completely blown to pieces. And then all of a sudden, it's in... The 
ocean. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> it's called a plot device. Right. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't like into the whole like let's bring IG11 back I but I think again I think it's a setup I think there's going to be a payoff later you know the Babu Frick dudes are going right. to get them to come back they're they're going to need yeah. another gun and then all of a sudden IG11 is going to come walking out I after, after, after Grogu eats one of them yes yeah exactly I do like the idea of when when they got his uh, power core working again he went back to his original programming and pretty yeah. Kill everybody. Like I like that because it's 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 showing that IG exactly reset. Right. Like I mean, it, <laughs> it's it, they power cycled him. Right. And yeah. like, you know, they, what did you what did you think of the that special effects? You know, I'm glad Graves here because it felt very like um I was gonna say Terminator, but like the way they like did it, it felt yeah. almost like Evil Dead. You, you know, feel that, you're feeling you're saying it felt like Wanda crawling out crawling out of the mirror to me. Yeah. 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 Very Sam Raimi. It it is it is a cross between the partial Deadeye and T2. Honestly, yeah. it really yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was creepy. But, yeah. Oh, I mean, that's that's the idea because the IG series are notoriously bad. Like, you don't yeah. want to face them. You know, obviously, we have IG 11, we have IG 88, we have the Bounty Hunter and all that stuff. That that mm-hmm. it's really rare for them to go off the programming and to see them back to reset essentially their phone or their droid at this point in time. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's, you know, yes, I, I think, you know, he'll get the part, but he won't be the same that he remembers. It's going to be like, it's going to be essentially what we see with Mary Jane in Spider-Man movies that she's there, but her essence isn't there. Yeah. He's not going to know Mando. Uh-huh. It's going to be like um, C-3PO in the last. Kind uh, of. I mean, because except it'll last longer than two minutes. Yes. Right. I mean, and, but no, it'll be like because that. especially because we don't have Quill to like program yeah. him like that yeah. again. You know, like yeah, that, yeah, the, right. the little bobble freak freak dudes. They're, they're, they'll probably like and Zellins and Zellins. So it's so like the Anzellins, uh They'll probably be probably be able to reprogram him in a way where he can be manageable, but he's not going to be the same character. No, he's uh, not going to be completely loyal to Grogu. And right. that's, I think that's what Mando Because they're not going to know that about. they need to program him as a nanny. Not yeah. the way that Quill programmed him. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I miss Quill. I'm looking at my Quill. other Easter eggs real quick. Oh, yeah. The Western feel, like the whole, oh, yeah. you know, outside right. the, the school bar type right. thing. Right. And not just that. I mean, like we got, it was cool because we got uh, introductions to new characters at that point. We got Bane, uh, who was a awesome Pirate. character that I uh, that, that I felt was was a great introduction to characters that that really feel like Mandalorian characters, you know, like characters yeah. that fit in that show. Uh, what was the name of the uh, of his boss? Oh my, yeah, that captain guy with the Sor- seaweed, Sorgan, Sorted, Sor- something like that. Sorgan, yeah, Sorn. Uh, uh, Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean was his name, I think. Right? Uh, yeah, it is Bill Nighy, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he he one hundred percent looked like Bill Nye's character from from. Yeah. The- no, but, I was getting Sigmund the sea monster like really had a bad time after he left Earth feelings, yeah. but you know well, I'm a let, mortal. Let me let me ask you this: because Star Wars generally is on humanoid based creatures, do you, do you think that the Mandalorian is a great way to get other alien species more in the forefront and have stuff like this be able to do it? Well, they, they have been doing that. They've been yeah, doing that really. a lot within the show itself. Like you, we've been getting, we've been seeing a lot of characters that we have seen in Star Wars, but never seen them like you know 
in the forefront. Um, you know, like uh, uh, the the heist episode mm-hmm. in season one. You know, like we got a lot of characters that you know, we we saw more out of Twi'leks than we than, than we've ever seen. In uh, we got a Devorian. I mean, well, it's, it's, it's because the Empire, you know, looked down upon the alien species that they were lower class. They were they were enslaved servants at that point right. in time, just like you know the Wookies were. Right. Um, and I think that's what you know we're kind of seeing that that we're seeing that break between the Empire and the New Order or First Order, whatever that was, right? Right. And that they also followed that same mentality, so we're able to see these these alien species in the outer rims and, and mm-hmm. areas like this. Mon Calamari, we had a Mon Calamari right. just walking down the street. Like, he didn't tell me it was a trap. Like so, a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was a trap. <laughs> but it was a trap. No, but I really do. I mean, I think that that's something that they're doing really well is still keeping that Western mm-hmm. yeah right mix in there, even though it is becoming more epic quest to do yeah. something they're still keeping that hey we're we're really gunslingers guys sorry right, yeah. right. So especially when like they're that. on navarro oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and, I, and i love the um the 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 man with no name feel where he's just kind of like sitting in the background as as uh yeah. as grief is talking to Vane, and he's just kind of standing there as like hired gun right mm-hmm. and then and then like as soon as something starts going down he like you know you see him reach for his gun and it's like so gunslinger and it's perfect mm-hmm. you well, know he's have gun will travel yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah uh so, but not so, as much on. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> moving on to this last Easter egg that we have re- uh, real quick. Yeah. We'll make uh, a lot of the uh, uh, cancel culture fans happy. Uh, <laughs> the people who are pissed off about cancel culture and all that. Uh, they they mentioned Cara Dune uh, yeah. and, and kind of gave her a larger role, even though we're not seeing her. She's obviously hasn't been killed off. Right. Um, Marshall Car- or Cara Dune has been officially like brought in and said that she they, they said she's part of uh, the Republic Special Force forces now and that's why you don't see her on uh she, she's not a marshal on navarro anymore right. uh, you know so i mean like that's it's kind of a thing where they're not ruling out the possibility that cardoon will come back now the thing is is that how do they bring her back is she is she going to be gina carano again or uh is is she going to be recast you know kind of like do we see cardoon again or is this just we just see her in mentions at this point and then they like oh she died on this planet like just something that comes across the <laughs> wire or something yeah you know. Right. you know, like I mean, they can easily do an off-screen kill on her. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they or they just don't need back. to talk about her anymore. Yeah. Like right. they're, you know, we're done. Moving on. I think they're, that's how it's going to be. Is that they're they're not going to um, mention her right anymore until for whatever reason Disney and her, you know, make amends. But until that happens, Cardoon is gone. Right. Yeah, and I don't. I mean, I don't know what they. I mean, I know they had some stuff planned for her. Right. But I don't know how integral it was to the plot. And it, I mean, if somebody else couldn't do. Right. I think Rangers of the New Republic was supposed to be a a, a combination of those yeah. those pilots that we saw in season one, and but then like also her, part, you, yeah. yeah. I think all that gets funneled into um um Carson Tiva, one of the X Wing pilots. You yeah. know, yeah. um, what's his name? Like Paul? What's it? I can't remember his name. Paul Sung Young. Yeah, yeah, he was on Kim's Convenience. I think all that, like, hey, we need you as like to help out the Republic. It all gets funneled to him. So yeah. that's yeah. the dialogue, right? But and, anyway, I mean, yeah. yeah, and. I'm not, I mean, I liked they did service to her just saying, hey, here's what happened. Um, but right. she I, didn't you know, just disappear I, as a character, right? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel like her not being there for that episode took anything away from it, right? Yeah, all right. So let's talk predictions, okay? I want to, I mean, we're only one episode in, so let's talk some predictions. Yeah. What do you guys think we'll see out of season three for Mando? I mean, I've already mentioned a lot of the things that I think yeah, are going to happen, say, right? Yeah, like kinda. we've kind of already been talking a lot about that through the uh, through, through this whole uh, segment. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I have a feeling that they're going to start if it 
doesn't happen this season, um, they're going to start moving towards Din being Mandalore, or he being the not reincarnation, but just kind of being like the the the, the second coming of Mandalore the Great. Um, again, I think the execution should be not 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 that because I don't know what they're going to do, but I mean the execution should be that it's not a prophecy thing that he just becomes Mandalore the Great because of his actions. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Grave, what do you think? I mean, yeah, I I I, I definitely agree with Young Phil there that he's going to become the new Mandalore. Right. Don't that agree with need. Young Phil. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean. I mean, the question is, where does, I guess the question is, where does all right? Because we don't see the Mandal Mandalorians essentially anything going forward right now. This is a good step into the sequel trilogy after the sequel trilogy at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, that they kind of become recluse, become they, they reestablish themselves. Um, I mean, I think we're going to get, I think we're going to have brief appearance of Boba Fett and they're going to try for that second season. Yeah, I think Boba and Fennec. I think we'll get a Fennec thing too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Fennec like will have to rally the troops. Yeah. Like how Boba had to ra- rally the troops right, well, right. Definitely, yeah it's i was gonna say fennec shan is definitely a character that people love yeah. um so i mean like as much as everybody hated on boba yeah i know right uh, uh as much as people hated on on boba uh everybody loved fennec shan i don't think oh, I, yeah. I saw anybody complain about fennec shan in general uh mm-hmm. so i mean you know it, it makes sense to bring boba and fennec back um yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I i also think obviously we're gonna see moff gideon again at some oh time. yeah that makes sense um i think we're gonna see k Sackoff again that was she's too big of a name to just have in such a short amount of time. Oh, definitely. I mean, even in the trailer, they've showed uh, um, you know, lines that we haven't seen yet. So we know we're gonna see Katie Sackoff. We know we're gonna see uh, uh, Bo Katan. Uh, maybe she turns a leaf and she decides to help uh, to help Din, right? Maybe I was gonna say she may be the villain of this season and we don't know yet. And I was gonna say that might be another thing, too. Another possibility is that you know, she feels that she's been slighted by Din because he has the darksaber. Um, and and I I mean, remember the rules of having the dark sabers. You have to defeat them in combat, right? So right. she she may be, you know, thinking like I need to fight. And, and also with this this episode, she obviously blames Din for what happened. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, she she holds a lot of anger at Din, even though she didn't, you know, jump at him and go crazy at him, like like, like really get mad at him. You can see there's like a lot of anger and resentment towards Din because all of her troops uh, took the, the basically became space pirates because they didn't believe in her cause anymore, and she. He's going to blame Din for that. Yeah, I also think that we're just going to, this is going to be the season that leads up to the reformation of Mandalore, whether it's on Mandalore itself, and eventually we're going to have a time jump where he becomes de facto leader and doesn't like it, and then he has to go out and have adventures. I think we're going to have a time jump. Oh, that's that's cool. I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's actually a good, good yeah. point. Well, I mean, they, they did talk about it, or um, Favreau talked about it. It's been like years. Two, that think this two years, two or three years, something like mm-hmm. that. Right, because I think this is all going to lead up to them seeing the the first order come to fruition and that I, I don't know because Filoni Filoni mentioned uh, earlier this week that there are no plans to cross over with the sequel series at all they're going to hit it at some point in time it's going but, to be mentioned yeah, yeah. That's, but I mean like he like well, what's funny is he said that there's no plans on uh, on crossing over with the uh, sequel series but we just got you know <laughs> we just got the Andelians in in, in, yeah. uh, in this episode which are my, from that from the sequel series my, my prediction out of this you know like we're on this journey his uh, um, religious journey to bathe in the, the sewers of Mandalore, whatever it's called. <laughs> but 
I living think what's gonna the living waters. That's that's yeah. Sewers are living waters. Come on, <laughs> I'm sorry, being rude. But what I think what's gonna happen is that he's gonna do all this and he's gonna realize it's not about religion. You know, what yeah. he's searching for isn't religion or being part of being Mandalorian. But I think he's searching for family, and he think he's gonna realize that family is who you make it. You know, it's gonna be him, Grogu, Grief Karga, whoever else. You know, that's it. You know, it could be IG Eleven. You know, I, I that's his family. Character. Yeah, I also feel like he his eyes are going to be open to what Mandalorians actually are. I think I think he's going to realize that he's been in a cult for like the longest time. Like his entire upbringing was in a cult, and that there is more to being Mandalorian than just what the, what what Death Watch has taught him. You know, I, I think he's going to learn. Uh, uh, he's going to kind of like he's going to kind of meld his, his the honor that he has mm-hmm. with kind of like what Mandalorians are now. You know, because um, right now his only interaction with other Mandalorians outside of Death Watch is uh, Bo-Katan and her um, and Boba and, and, and Boba Fett right and I mean knowing that you know Bo- Boba's kind of a, a, a one-off situation like he kind of just honored that you know you have lineage of a Mandalorian but you're no longer a Mandalorian but you the reason you can wear your armor is because you know it is your right as the son of a Mandalorian to have that armor I think he realizes that that Boba is not technically a Mandalorian anymore right but I believe that uh um, with his interactions with Bo-Katan and with, with all of her uh, uh, group and whatnot was like the small thing. I think he still thinks that Death Watch is the, the the belief that Mandalorian should have. And when he goes to Mandalore and realize that the entire planet is still inhabited and it's not glass the way that Death Watch thinks it is uh, and sees a thriving civilization of Mandalorians that are just separatists, um, I think he's going to realize like, oh, you know, that uh, maybe I am wrong. Maybe my, mm-hmm. my belief in following Death Watch are wrong. Maybe I am in a cult and he deprogrammed himself for being in a cult. So like, this is not the only way. Right. Yeah. Well, but I mean, I, I I believe that he's still gonna cling to a lot of his 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 honor and the way that he's been brought up, but he's also gonna be open to newer ideas. He's gonna be okay with taking his helmet off. He's gonna be, um, you know, his his code of honor. Like he, he doesn't, he's not excommunicated and he cannot no longer be a Mandalorian. You know, right. things like that. So guess- overall, are you, were you happy with episode one i haven't predicted anything oh okay, yeah sorry. better predict stuff man come on you've been predicting stuff the whole time <laughs> well i actually have like i have a prediction that mm-hmm. none of you have even thought of Go for it. so you know they're in space and there's all the space stuff but it's really futile and all that fun stuff right so here's mm-hmm, my prediction mm-hmm. bo katan and den not gonna fight because bo wants all of the mandalorians to come together so that they can be united she doesn't right. want to fight with her people right and den doesn't want to fight with his people so neither one of them really want to fight each other yeah Bo is pissed at yeah. she is mad that her followers left and right. she's gonna be mad and you know what she's gonna do she's gonna propose to him they're gonna get married she's gonna run the the day-to-day stuff Den's gonna get to go do his thing they got a family and now he can do what he wants he's got the dark saber but she gets to rule and I think that's what's gonna happen I, that's some Game of Thrones no and, and I can, I can right see there. that happening my only thing is is I don't know if Bo-Katan would be okay with being ruler by marriage. I think she wants the the, the honor and the right to, to, well, to be the rightful ruler of Den's that. Den's gonna need the royal blood and that and everything that goes with that. And she needs the dark saber. I think they're gonna form an alliance and I think it's gonna be through marriage. I don't think it's gonna be a true marriage. I think it's gonna be a political marriage to help yeah. unite the clans. And I think that's what's gonna happen. I don't know how long it's gonna last, but I do think that that's gonna be something that happens in the season. They are way too militaristic and feudal 
for it not to be something that after something in a public arena that shows these two enemies are willing to put aside their differences for the good of the the race and that those uh those people and then that's going to get everybody together and however it works out it works out i do I, think at some point they are going to fight but yeah. i think it's going to be after they get married i think it's going that's so gonna combat be of the bed <laughs> no i mean they're really gonna fight i it's think gonna be combat of the bed i, I do believe that they're gonna fight but i believe that because of the way that din is i think din takes a fall oh yeah he's totally gonna it's gonna be like take this motherfucking thing away from me yeah <laughs> i, I, I think he doesn't want the responsibility i think that they do get i, I don't I, I don't know if they're, they're gonna get married i mean i'm not uh, uh uh i'm not opposed to the idea of that but i do believe that at some point they're gonna fight it's gonna be a public fight so it's gonna be something on mandalore where she challenges him he agrees to a fight but he plans to take the fall so that they, he can take the dark saber and she can have the responsibility the reason i think they might join like there's a union and that they get married or whatever the mandalorians do they may not even get married on mandalore i don't know but um the reason i think that is i think ultimately it's not going to be den that's going to be the man like the parallel the mandalore it's going to be grogu and grogu mm -hmm. will inherit the dark saber after the union because his father won it and his mother if she does beat den she will also have won it so mm -hmm. it would be his by right Ooh, what if he gets stabbed you know and mm -hmm. grogu needs penicillin he's got to go season four is grogu uh, is, is grogu the quest for penicillin is exactly. the quest for antibiotics right. <laughs> Right, he but I, honestly, dark I was thinking about that for the episode happened. I was like, I could totally see this happening, mm -hmm. that they join their houses. Yeah, they and, join, and, that, and that's how Grogu gets the Darksaber and becomes Mandalore. I, I was just thinking right now, the uh, uh, the, penicil good, the penicillin of the Star Wars universe is midichlorian. Exactly. It's, yeah, I was going to say, it's, Grogu it's can off. heal him. He's already done that, so it's not like yeah. you know, he doesn't need penicillin. All right, guys, because uh, we are <laughs> way over time right now. Uh, give me your rating, guys. Uh, go ahead ahead and give me your rating out of 10 grave go uh three eaten eggs by grogu out of 10 wow <laughs> wow three you didn't like it at all it's huh? too short yeah that's what yeah, i did, we all I did said mention that i did mention it was too short, short. yes pray girl go i'm gonna give it eight babu fricks out of 10 last pieces for mandalore i like that's it young phil uh i'm gonna give this also uh eight purgles good one out of 10 uh pirate fights in space <laughs> Gotcha. That was a good like space battle. It that was. really was. It, you know what it reminded me of? Because again, there weren't very many things in the, the, the prequel trilogy that were like no, like like that stood out. Uh, mm -hmm. It reminded me of Obi Wan uh, being chased by by uh, by by uh, Jango Fett in the mm -hmm. in the asteroid field. Yeah, I totally yeah. got that. The the whole like prequels and yeah, yeah, it was the same vibe. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. I like that fight scene by the way. Yeah, that fight scene was awesome. Yeah. One of the best things in in one of the only redeeming qualities of it. It felt very top gun i was into it i was into it i give this um eight best of steve miller band cds out of 10 journeys greatest hits cds because <laughs> this was just the greatest hits of mandalore mandalorian season one and two just like we get you on navarro we get a bunch of mandalorians we get we get uh fighting a, a big huge monster Gosh. we get we get a dog fight yeah we get a western scene we get grogu playing around That's moving things with his hands that's pretty funny, man. You guys didn't know, but that was actually what happened to Crokey after Loki. <laughs>
Oh, I just heard that was Gamora from Godzilla Universe. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, you, you guys know um, what my favorite thing about this whole thing is? Oh, I know. Yeah, you know what it is, right? You know. that- we got merch, people. <laughs> we got merch, people. Hats are thirty-five bucks. I think the one hat is like thirty-five bucks. If you want more than one hat, you're gonna have to steal it from Grave, and then we'll drop that. <laughs> drop that price down to thirty dollars. But we only have Galaxy Gray left, so you can steal the the baller black from from grave but if you want a shirt you want a shirt yeah we got you want a business earnings shirt okay they're only 20 bucks <laughs> the kids are in the room yeah, yeah. or 25 if we got to ship it to you and i know where you live so just 20 bucks family discount okay we got a bunch of different sizes so um yeah if you if you want more shirts or more merch go check out our buddies lucha rillas at luchirillas.com they got shirts they got uh bottle openers they got what else they got bump they boxes got hella merch. they got all the coolest stuff hell's a uh, merch hell's a merch i got a new shirt today from lucha rillas yeah. No. Oh, the shirt. Yeah, that's awesome. That but you want to? Can I can I show you? Can I show you a little something? It, it's screwed up because I got it done. Shout out your, to uh, your Sticker Mule. You don't see your butt? No, Sticker Mule, <laughs> dumbasses. <laughs> Look, it oh, looks cool, cool right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. look at the where is it? Oh, this side. They um, oh, you can't really see. They left the white. Yep. Oh, under the eye. Yeah, <laughs> under the eye. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So oh, it's like this junk t- shirt. <laughs> it looks really good, except for that. And I'm like, no, it what am I gonna do more, with this? It looks like you've worn it a while. I like know. it's a shirt that you love. I know. What are you gonna do? But anyway, it's yeah, Lucharillas. They got shirts, so I need to go buy a shirt from Lucharillas. Mm-hmm. So you still don't have Lucharilla shirts? Well, I'm waiting for my Nerding Ten discount that you're supposed to be working on. But instead, you're going to wrestling shows. That were paid for by Luchirillas. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. make it happen. Exactly. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about our schedule. On Mondays, we've got game streams from 8 to 12. At the moment, I am playing Hogwarts Legacy uh, because before I was playing uh, uh, Atomic Heart, but Atomic Heart just got super complicated and the save points are really weird. And you, if, if, if you lose at a point, it like restarts you all over the place. And well, it, Hogwarts won't let you name your character Purvis. Okay. The, the heart, Hogwarts <laughs> did not let me name the character Purvis. Uh, that's just wrong. Yeah, that's an actual English name. Yeah, but it was because you know pervy. So, uh, but uh, playing Hogwarts Legacy, guys. Oh, look at the adorableness of children on the screen. Uh, Tuesdays, the download, the show you're watching right now, from six thirty to eight thirty. Distance morning. I'm free. Hey. Um. And then Thursdays, the build from 6 to 8 p.m. Now, guys, this Thursday, our guest on the show is the producer and director, the producer and director of the movie Paper Tigers. It is a certified fresh movie. If you have not watched it, you need to go watch it. Um, I just uh, I was just informed it's no longer on Netflix, but it is on Amazon Prime. So go watch it on Amazon Prime. Uh, great movie. Uh, great is it on movie. Netflix still? No. Uh, no, that's what they're saying. Is it's okay. not Netflix anymore? It's on Amazon Prime though. Uh, Good movie. It's Fun. Amazon. I, I, I saw that it was there. I need to watch it. Yeah. Uh, Graveyard, have you watched it yet? Uh, on my all my means, yes, tomorrow. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, you definitely <laughs> need to watch it, man. Uh, especially considering that we're interviewing them. So it'd be nice to be able to speak to the movie, right? But I mean, great movie. I am a huge fan of it. Um, we're going to be talking about Tran, who is the uh, the director of the movie, uh, as well as uh, Alan Duong. Um, who else? <laughs> let, me, let me know when you're, when you're done with the uh, 
uh, Paper Tigers because I have some breaking news. Oh, you got breaking news? Mm -hmm. uh, but Alan Duong, um, Daniel Gildark, and Michael Velasquez. Uh, oh, so cool. Four of them are going to be on. We're going to be talking to them. They've actually got really cool careers. I was uh, looking into their stuff and everything. Um, they've, they've worked on a lot of uh, pretty cool films and everything like that. So guys, uh, definitely come and hang out with us on uh, Thursday to check that show out. Uh, remember, set your reminders. Come and hang out with us on YouTube. If you're not already uh, subscribed to us on YouTube and you're watching us right now, then how, right? Uh, same thing. Follow us on, on Twitch, uh, all at Distance Nerding. Uh, if you're listening to the episodes right now, if you're listening to the show uh, and you want to get in on that stuff, again, guys, come and check us out at Distance Nerding. Uh, James, what uh, what what breaking news you got? Well, on a future build episode, I have, I have a guest lined up for you. Do you? Yeah. Courtesy of Rocket Town Comic Con, who will be he will be he will be at Rocket Town Comic Con. But Jason Page, the singer for the Pokemon theme song. No shit. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh my god, that's awesome, dude. Shout out to our boy uh Rob, Rob Kaiser, who set that up. He just messaged me as we were um recording. He's like, Hey, can you talk him recording? He's like, say this. It's like, hey, I just secured Jason Page for your show, and he's gonna come on and and maybe we'll sing some Pokemon. Uh, do me a yeah, favor and uh, have him get me an email address. Same thing with yeah. um, I forgot who else that we, were, we he was gonna, trying to have us interview. Um, Andy from uh, from oh Twitch. yeah, John Morris. John Morris. I messaged John Morris and uh, he hasn't responded yet. Ask him if he has an email address that that, that I can get. Cool. Stuff. We'll, but, do. Uh, we'll do. You know, um, I mean those those are fun interviews. I can't wait to talk to talk both. You know, what I mean that's yeah. awesome, dude. Awesome. The guy who sang the po the Pokemon theme song. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. I want to be the very best. I know that's awesome. No one ever was. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, that's enough for me. Uh, guys, that is it from us. Uh, it is time for us to talk pluggables. I need you guys to put yourselves over. Give me your pluggables. Let's get it going. Graveyard. Uh, hold on. Before I have you do that, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna do it this way. Odd. Mostly. <laughs> uh, yes, so I am Graveyard, co-host of the Mostly Pilot Night, Mostly Podcast. Uh, you can see our newest episode dropping in 18 minutes now. Uh, you can find us anywhere you get your local, your podcast. Uh, Amazon, you know, um, Ditcher, all that stuff, that podcast. On top of that, you can find me at Kyber K Productions on most shows. Monday, Thursday, and Friday is one time. Soon, more coming. With the uh, ever-expanding, growing beard. If you guys haven't checked out that video, you need to see it. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bray Girl, put yourself over. Give us your pluggables. I'm Bray Girl. Um, you can catch me here on Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, and on Kyber Cave uh, whenever, like basically whenever they're on. <laughs> I don't really do a lot of the gaming shows. I'm trying to, trying to change that. So hopefully I'll be on those a little bit more. Um, and then Monday through Friday, I am a mod in the chat for the break room uh, by New Rockstars. It is on at 3 Pacific Standard time yes james i remember and <laughs> and you can find me there i'm also in their discord as well and you can find that just go to discord and put in new rock stars it should actually give you it's a public server so uh, you should be able to find it pretty easily but yeah so you can come and talk to us about nerd stuff there uh i do have my own channel and it really just has corgi stuff on it right now because it's really easy to film my dogs yeah <laughs> and, and people really like it so they love my corgi and uh so yeah i've got that on there but i'm trying to do some new things so yeah you can find me where I'm on Twitter as Bray Girl, on Insta, and 
on TikTok as Gotham Oracle. On TikTok, it's Gotham.Oracle. On Insta, it is Gotham underscore Oracle. And you can find me there as well if you want to know about me. Yay! You're also a mod at the uh, Kyber Cave Productions. Oh, yeah, I guess I am. I'm a mod there. I I, I don't know how how well I am a mod there. (laughs) And you can find that on Discord as well. There we go. Speaking of Discord, ladies and gentlemen, you know who we are, myself and Chamez5000 and Fours, who uh, had to leave us a little early this, uh, today. But you know where you can find us, guys. Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Discord. Again, we were mentioning it earlier, our OnlyFans is just pictures of Agent AA's feet in Mandals. Uh, outside of that, guys, you know us at Distance Nerding, everywhere that you can find social medias. That's us. That's it. I like it. That's James's line. Oh, have something you want to discuss? Tell us what you're nerding out on and make sure to let us know in the Facebook group, the Distance Nerding Ten Post, or on Instagram at Distance Nerding. Now, guys, we say it every week. We tell you all the time. Buy us a taco. You can join the taco party. Everybody head over to distancenerding.com. In that top left-hand corner on this side of the screen right here, uh, top left-hand corner, there is a button that you can press. And it says, buy us a taco. You can buy us a taco. Join the taco party. And that just brings you more cool stuff, more awesome production stuff i guess uh and all that and of course remember send us an email at distance nerding at aol.com uh we will read it on air the same way that we read graveyards uh the distance nerding at aol.com uh make sure you get that in we will read your email on the show let's go let's go let's go thanks and keep (laughs) nerding together all right looks like our dance parting dance party is going to be twins in stormtrooper helmets the empire showed up the empire just showed up (laughs) So let's get this along. Exactly. Let's get let's get this going. Oh God. This was a production of the Distance Nerding Podcast and Time for Tacos Media. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and TikTok, all at Distance Nerding. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, and keep nerding together.